0: Hello, I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. John, uh, I'm a little bit curious. What are we talking about today? Ken, we're going to talk about animals and why it's wrong to be mean
1: to them, what rights they have, what sort of consciousness they have, things like that.
0: Oh, it's certainly wrong to be mean to animals, but it's not morally wrong. I mean, they don't they don't really matter morally, do they? Ken, you've got to no be rights. kidding.
1: You've got to be kidding. Animals have sensations. It's wrong to cause pain in animals. And everybody knows that.
0: Well, I mean, I know it's bad to cause pain in animals. I wouldn't like to be around people who did it, but there's nothing morally wrong with it. They just have no rights. That's my view anyway, John. Well, stay tuned after the news as I talk about animal rights. And I talk about all the ways in which John is
1: wrong. Philosophy Talk will be back after the news.
0: Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the show that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. We're Coming to you from the
1: stations of KALW in San Francisco, 91.7 on your dial, the information radio station for San Francisco.
0: But we like to imagine ourselves, as always, sitting on the grass uh, down at Philosopher's Corner on the campus of Stanford University.
1: Ken, philosopher's corner is on the inner quad at Stanford. There's no grass. There's just kind of uh, uh, bricks and things. Yeah. yeah. Try to get it straight. Oh, will lots you? of
0: animals are running around.
1: There. Today we're going to talk about animals. Uh, maybe some of them uh, we can uh, think about down at philosopher's corner. The little squirrels and stuff. Animals are so wonderful, Ken. And we're going to talk about why it's wrong to hurt them, cause them pain. What kind of rights they have?
0: Well, uh, you know, they don't have any rights. I mean, it could be wrong to cause them pain for reasons about us that have nothing to do with their rights. So I don't, think, I don't want you to, to confuse these two questions.
1: Ken, this is another one of your far-fetched views. Animals have sensations. They have pain. Surely if you cause a squirrel pain for no reason, that's wrong. It's morally wrong. It's despicable.
0: I, I don't want to, you know, I'm going to be in a tough position here because I'm going to say things that the animal lovers might, might not love me for. But, you know, there it goes. I'm a courageous guy. Uh, look, sure, animals suffer pain. And pain is bad, especially to the sufferer. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody likes to suffer pain. Although, you know, pain can be a good thing. First of all, pain tells you something's wrong with your body, so it can be good that you are in pain given the way your body is, right, John? That's
1: certainly true. Pain can have instrumental value. If if my hand feels bad, it might...
0: Cause me to get it off the hot stove before my flesh is burned. And, and sometimes you can, like, take you. I mean, suppose you do something really bad. I might want you really to suffer, to really feel pain because of that bad thing that you did. Okay, but, an, you know, I mean, if you're just
1: torturing an animal, you're not. Doing the animal any good. There's no instrumental value to the pain. Uh, most, I mean, do you think animals are kind of reincarnated bad guys? And no, so that's, I don't why, think, that's no. why it's okay to torture no, them. No, I
0: don't, I don't think they're reincarnated bad guys. I just tried to make the point that tr- pain isn't necessarily intrinsically always bad. Now, some pain can just be a matter of indifference. Some pain can be good, some can be bad. Some pain can be a matter of indifference. It's never a matter of indifference to the animal, but it might be a matter of indifference to me that the animal's in pain. Why? you know morally well, speaking should i care about the animal's pain look you could you,
1: my pain might be a matter of indifference to you but it's morally wrong for you to cause pain in me gratuitously well, it's I, not doing you or me any good
0: well I, maybe i just enjoy your pain i mean what makes what makes your pain so morally i mean that's a question you, you're an intact human being i agree it's morally wrong to make you suffer but what makes that happen i mean what 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 what's the source of that well i mean you have you're a special kind of being i want
1: to talk about why it's wrong to to, uh, torture animals or or what rights animals have, I'm starting from the assumption that it's wrong to cause people pain. Why do you think animals are so different?
0: Well, because people have self-consciousness. They have life projects. You know, causing pain in a human being is interrupting a life project. It's doing something that the human being will declare to you that it hates.
1: You know, suppose Robinson Crusoe's long, alone on an island and he has a dog and he hurts the dog all the time. Nobody else is around and it doesn't bother him. Are you saying he's not doing something morally look, wrong? Uh, it's, it's creepy. His,
0: it's his pet. It's creepy. Yeah, but pet, that's the problem. It, look, if you can own a thing, then it does, clearly doesn't have a right. It's just a piece of property.
1: Well, you could, you, you could have used that argument a couple hundred years ago against uh, Afro Americans being wrong to cause them pain. But uh, come to think of it, it's not so clear that, that that isn't the right way to look about animals, too. I mean, uh, Amy Standen has dug into this a little, and Amy Stanton files this report.
2: If you come here to the San Francisco SPCA to adopt a cat or a dog, you will not be bringing home a pet. That's because in San Francisco and in Berkeley and in the entire state of Rhode Island, there is no such thing as a pet. The word now is companion animal. As for you, you won't be an owner, but a guardian.
3: Language is a powerful tool, and how we speak is how we act, and how we think is how we act.
2: Dr. Elliot Katz is the founder of In Defense of Animals, a group which, among other things, campaigns to change the way we talk about animals. They've been pretty successful. Seven cities have now made the switch from owner to guardian. I asked Dr. Katz whether the name change really makes a difference.
3: Just perceiving them as property, commodities, objects, and things lends itself to being abusive, being uncaring, being insensitive to their needs, all the kinds of things that I saw as a veterinarian in my practice. If I've adopted this animal, I have a responsibility to that animal, I'm that animal's guardian. I'm gonna see that it gets proper veterinary care, gets proper treatment, uh, is not just chained up in a backyard, and, and just give it as much consideration as I possibly could.
2: Dr. Katz believes that we shouldn't think of animals as property for the same reason we don't think of other humans as property. Like children or severely disabled people, animals can't claim their rights, says Dr. Katz, but that doesn't mean they aren't entitled to them.
3: It's an issue of uh, fairness. Why do uh, African Americans or why do women or why do any vulnerable or weaker segment of society have uh, the right not to be uh, exploited and harmed and killed? Well, because we develop some sort of morals and ethics that said uh, the most vulnerable among us should be protected and might doesn't make right. Those kinds of things that our society supposedly stands on.
2: Legally, animals occupy a murky area somewhere between objects and people. The law protects them from cruelty, but technically animals belong to their owners. Dr. Katz was trained as a veterinarian, but he learned early on that his loyalty set him apart from the other vets.
3: You know, I would have people come in and the dog would be shedding too much or barking too much or cat scratching a furniture, and they say, C- could you put the, just put the dog down for me? I'd say, no, that's not why I went to veterinary school. They would just take him down the street to the next veterinarian and say, you sure, $25, kill your dog. I didn't fit in in the veterinary profession then, and I certainly don't fit in now.
2: Being a vet isn't exactly like being a doctor for animals. When doctors take the Hippocratic Oath, they vow to work, quote, for the benefit of the sick. Veterinarians, on the other hand, swear to use their medicine, quote, for the benefit of society through the protection of animals. It's an important distinction. Why are animals protected from cruelty? Because harming them would be harming us and our notion of ourselves as an ethical society. Not because animals have any inherent right, under the law at least, to be unharmed. For Philosophy Talk, this is Amy Standen.
1: Want to hear more? You can hear the rest of the program by purchasing it at iTunes Music. Or, for unlimited listening, become a subscriber at philosophytalk.org.